we acknowledge God, when a king comes into a room, he desires that you acknowledge him even if he does not announce himself. Can we acknowledge him and say we know that you are. King of glory, the God of the house of Israel. The God of the house of Abbey, you are good and your mercy is forever. You are good, you are good, you are good, you are good. You are my life, you are my truth, you are my essence. You are the bread that I breathe, you are the air that I breathe. No one. Father, we thank you for your presence, O oh God. We thank you for your presence, Father. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Father. We welcome your presence. Father, you are welcome. You are welcome in this place. We are open to receive from you, O oh God. 
We are open to receive from you, O God. We are open to receive from you, O God. We have gathered we have come to discern your will, Father, we have not just come to receive from you, but Father, we have come to partner with you, God. Come on, let's begin to pray. We're no longer sons. We're no longer children, but we're being called into sonship. We're being called into sonship. We're being called into a partnership with God. Father, we have come to discern your will. We have come to partner with you, God. we worship you, we honor you, God. You alone are worthy of glorious, O God. As we come as we come Lord, his shoulders. But it's 
Participating in what is doing, we have a seat at the table. Oh, Father, propel us. Let us graduate to positions of government of God. Father, we worship you. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We have come. That as we shall find you, oh God. Oh, Varevende Oh, Father, but we go through everything that is necessary for us to graduate into being sons. And to be given up to your agenda, your plans, your purposes. In the name of Jesus. And in this meeting, oh God, we align every purpose, our motives, everything that we want out of this life, oh God. We surrender, we give surrender to you. Father. We Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Glory. The weight of Holy. the transfer of responsibility. Holy. Because parents are responsible for their children. Amen. The whole but earth is full of your glory. For their father's businesses. I want us to pray that God can give us the capacity to be able to handle the transfer and the change in responsibility. Yes, we're Lord. now we're not just we're not just on the receiving end of what God is doing, but yes, we are Lord. now responsible. So let's begin to open our mouth and pray. God, give us the capacity to be able to handle the weight and the responsibility you're going to give us. God, give us grace. To handle the weight, the weight of responsibility in this season. Give us grace, grace, grace. Kalafurante gadabadiete. Shalabadu Abade Dalabasu de Antega Malieto Rabakwate Ramada Saka Shababa Shalabate Gediabakotobo Shalekele Doroko Zabadi Labrodo Negedi Zababuria Kakaba Zegedi de Dibi Ziko Rababon de Dibi Zevada da Buriacate Liata 
Unto us in this season, sons shall be given. Sons shall be given. Sons shall be given. We yield to you at We will meet the demands of this. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That Father, as a house and as an individual, help us to meet the criteria yes. or the curriculum that you specifically set for us. We're not like other houses. There is a curriculum that is being set for us. We will meet every criteria, Lord. No more circles. No more circles, Lord. No more circles. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, 
Because if you're repeating the same grade, at some point it becomes easy, it becomes familiar. But as soon as you get upgraded to a different place, the children of Israel, it was easy for them to be in, in the wilderness. But as soon as they have to go to the promised land, the level of challenges that they were facing had been upgraded. And it's easy to, 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 to give up, but it's, 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 sometimes it's God just upgrading our level. So I want us to pray that we can have the grace to face the new challenges. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will not shy away from adversity, God. But Father, we will we believe that, yeah. Father God, you have called us to governance, O oh God. You have called us into territories, O oh God. And Father, we will not shy away from adversity. We will not be on the defensive, O oh God. But Father, we will run into the places, O oh God, that you have called us to. We will gain territory because, Father, you have promised us this land. You have promised us this territory. In the name of Jesus, Father, Amen. we thank you for the grace that you have given us, O God, to run towards adversity. Thank you. Father, forever we will rule, O God, you will receive glory. Matia brade, sekolo kobronde de robo satalabande. Makazete nitalamande de robo soto. Makiza talabande de robo sat. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. How great thou art. Everybody, let's just lift up our voices tonight. And say, sing, chant the words of this song to him. My Savior God. Savior God to thee, how great thou art. How great thou art. We lift you up tonight. We lift you up tonight. Come in this room. Come with your entourage. We activate your presence as you spoke earlier today to me. Let the brush of wings be activated activated in this room let healings let deliverances let freedoms from demonic systems be wrought tonight let there be forceful violent advancements into the economy of heaven we thank you we thank you <laughs> ayaka Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For tonight is a different night. That even in the midst of this season of your glory, tonight is a different night. Tonight is not normal. Tonight is not usual. Thank you in advance for all that you have done and will make manifest to us. Twelela akuria bata shinderebesigedibaradai. Oh, your credit is good with us, so we give you praise. Your credit is good with us, so we give you praise. Tonight, the sick will be healed. The lepers. And those with skin conditions will be cleansed. Tonight, as we do business with you, Lord, those afflicted by demonic activities will be set free. Ancient altars will be broken. <laughs> Ordinations will emerge. Hallelujah. Lord, I say this not in hope, but in the assurance of what you have promised. You said I could say in the public what you have said in the secret. You said to tell in the light what you said to me in the dark. And so I make bold to announce that this is the realm of your glory that this is the realm of your grace that in this season we will connect with the movings of angels as they cry glory Kanivalatia. Hmm. Lord, tonight, before we go into your word and pray, we speak a release of grace to journey. Grace to migrate. Grace to journey. Grace to migrate. Grace to journey. Grace to migrate. Lift your hands, everybody. Grace, grace, grace grace in this season to connect with the unseen that we may do the undone grace to ascend the hill of the Lord to stand in your holy place with clean hands and a pure heart that in this season we will receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness 
from the God of our salvation. For we are the generation. We will see revivals reign. We will see the kingdoms reign. We will prove that you reign. That in this season men will walk the earth as gods. That men will function in the office like you said to Moses that you had made him a god unto Pharaoh. Father, find us qualified by your grace to be assigned as gods to systems and nations and strakuratemantwa Samate. Open, 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 open. Open the heavens. Let men ascend in this season. Send the elevator, Lord. And we will come up. And we will come up. Thank you. Even tonight. Thank you. Even tonight. As we look upon your word and pray in the Holy Ghost. Let transactions of ascension occur. Let transactions of ascension occur. Transactions of ascension. Le Kuriataba. Transactions of ascension. Transactions of transfiguration. Let them occur by the Spirit. Kalabasa. Kalavuria Tela. Mantua. Ayekoba Latina. Thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Somebody somewhere, especially for those of us on Zoom, would you clap your hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Welcome to night three. Of the first consecration journey of 2023 you could argue it is night nine of the start of the year uh whew, i want to pray tonight i want to pray tonight but we'll get there in a second um and so we began the year first of all it is our year of government governance and governing but as the lord said to us it is also a year of restoration and recompense. This is a year where those of us who the Lord has been birthing as sons, will birthing as children, will be given as sons. We began the year with six days our first week of apostolic emphasis of the year, the third to the sixth, third to the seventh, sorry, five days, sorry, third to the seventh of January. And we laid a foundation in the word for what God is saying in this season. And now 
we go on a seven-day prayer campaign to begin to lay those foundations. And I've warned you, see, this is the corporate part, right? Uh, over the last few years, there are things that we have done corporately because God was trying to set a standard. Now, in this season, um, a lot of this is going to be personal. Now, if you think that when we finish on the 14th of this month, of this month at the Forge, if you think that's the time to stop praying and fasting, well, uh, to God be all glory for your life. Many of us know that this is a year where there will be much spiritual activity. This is a year where there will be a, a, a press. Like I said to you last week, give God one year and see. This is the year to make up your mind whether or not it pays to pursue God. Mm. There's different seasons where different things are in focus in heaven's view. Those of you on, on, on Zoom, are you with me? There's different seasons where different things are in focus in heaven's view. This year, are you hearing me? This particular year, heaven will respond to those who press in. I know it like I know my name. I'll put that on every cent I own. I'd swear it on anything you want. Because not only do I know the voice of my father, I know the things I have looked upon in the realm of the spirit. And for many of us, the agenda of heaven, of hell, sorry, was to tire us out of pursuit by now. Was to make, up so, make us so fed up of seemingly not seeing a response from the heavens that in this season we give up and we quit. But the devil is a liar and so is his illegitimate second wife. As Bishop Bismarck would say, someone say, I will press. I will press. Someone say, I will press. I will, I will press. press. One more time, say, I will press. I will press. Say, we will seek you. We will seek you. We will find you. We will find you. And then we'll love you we all love you. the days. All the days of life of our lives i want to start tonight by sharing with you an encounter i had with the lord last night and this morning slash afternoon um contrary to what you may believe i don't share anywhere near every single encounter that i have for every one i share with you there's three or four sometimes that i keep to myself as should be the case and so when, when encounters are shared by God's instruction, it's because there is either something God needs to communicate in that encounter or because God wants to bring the economy of that encounter to more than the person who entered into it. I remember telling you, and we prayed a few days ago, that this would be a season of heightened supernatural transaction, right? So last night, after we were done in the evening, I did a few things, and then I began to pray. And then as I prayed, I heard something that depressed me. I won't share it with you. Now, I'm still trying to figure out whether that was God speaking to me or that was the enemy trying to condemn me. 
God God pointed out well, something from the realm of the spirit. I'm still I have my opinion that it was God, but I want to be sure. Pointed out to me that there was a reality that I walked in copiously about 15 years ago that according to this voice had winged there are other areas that had ascended but in this one area according to the voice that I heard while I was praying there had been a depreciation and it was significant enough that I actually stopped praying for a while I think I took a walk. Was it a walk or did I go to my living room? I can't remember. But I stopped my prayer to go and ponder. I thought, okay, let's, 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 this is serious. And then in my semi-depression, I began to read my Bible. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, we are currently uh, going through two Bible reading plans in Kingdom Culture UK in our, uh, our family community. One is the entire Bible in 180 days. The second is the Bible in, in 365 days. Um, and we're doing them simultaneously because some of us can go quicker than others. But also, even for those who are going the quicker route, there are some resources in the slower plan that I think are just amazing. Uh, a, a group of people called the Bible Project. Please go check them out. Now, let me just make this clear. I don't agree with every single thing they say. You know, let's make this clear. So... An endorsement does not mean that I want to be judged by them. There's one out of every 10 things I sh I'm like, mm, I don't know if I agree with that. But by and large, it would seem that the same lens of revelation that the Lord has been opening the scriptures to me in, in the last five to 10 years has been shared with others around the world. And that's God is also speaking to other people. And they've actually done the work to put it in YouTube videos that are very concise and very sharp, but to the point. And so many of you watching them will feel like I did when I, when I discovered them. You feel like you are going through the quorum over the last two years you know in a revision playlist and so i did my bible reading and then i went to my study to do some stuff and then at about 3 13 the morning i decided it was time to sleep i went to bed at about 3 30 3.45 and at about 4 o'clock in the morning someone woke me up now I say someone because well you'll understand in a second someone woke me up at 4 now I woke up and I thought okay maybe it was just me I tried to go back to bed and then the thing or the person tapped me again now, my eyes were groggy. I hadn't slept all day. I was sleepy. I was thinking, you know, is this my wife? Is this my children? Whoever it is better have a good reason to wake me up or, you know, there'll be heaven to pay. And as I began to squint, I realized that there were presences in my room. I couldn't see them. But I could see their outlines. It's strange. It felt like I was looking at invisible entities. So I could see like a an outline of a person, but whoever the person was seemed to be transparent. So I, I mean, literally, it was like looking through pure glass. So 
I could see a body shape. I could see the outline of a head. I couldn't see any features. But whatever I was looking at or whoever I was looking at was completely transparent. And as I looked deeper, I realized that there were several of them in my room. Now, I'm used to this to a degree. So I thought, Lord, why tonight? And I say why tonight because usually that that is one of the ways the Lord tells me that there is a council of heaven meeting he wants my presence in. In essence, there have been times where I have been summoned to prayer and then I've had instructions or directions or encounters in the heavens by an angel appearing to me and basically saying to me there's a meeting come quickly it's happened about four times in the last two years there's a meeting come quickly and so i assumed oh lord there's a meeting father you couldn't have told me about this meeting at 11 p.m could you 12 midnight 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m why did you wait till literally 4 a.m in the morning when i went to bed at 3 45 15 minutes ago you know so i'm i'm getting semi frustrated then i remember <laughs> idiot um this is a privilege and an honor so i begin to wipe my eyes um and yawn and get ready to get out of bed and these beings begin to communicate with me now their mouths are not moving there's no audible sound but i'm looking at them they're looking at me and words are forming in my spirit that I know are coming from them. If you've had visionary encounters, you semi-understand how this works. And so they said, you don't need to get up. You can pray where you are. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm like, is this, is this real? I mean, this is a bit too good to be true. I said, okay. And so I'm lying there in bed, sleepy, falling asleep. And I begin to pray in tongues. And as I'm praying in tongues, I get more alert, more alert, more alert. And I realize that my entire room, initially I thought maybe there were about four or five, I realized my entire room is full of them. And one of them steps forth and says, we didn't come to call you to a meeting. We came to inform you that we have been assigned to you to make ourselves visible and interactable in this season. You will be hearing more from us and the encounter lifted so i'm lying there wondering like mary what be these things i pray for a little bit to see if there's anything left to, to tap into nothing comes and i must confess to you i woke up in the morning feeling very stupid to myself but then i fell asleep now i know the the man of god thing is to say that i spent the next three hours in prayer and fasting um a prayer and screaming, sorry, and in my Bible. No, I fell asleep. By the time I fell asleep, it was about 5.30, something like that, maybe 5.25. And I woke up at midday because I was, I, was, I was knocked out. I woke up at about 12 noon. I lay in my bed for a while, my eyes closed, and I'm praying the Holy Spirit. And there's this voice in my heart saying, don't open your eyes, ground yourself. I said, what's going on? Don't open your eyes, ground yourself. I've taught you guys how that works. It's called the drift zone. When you come straight out of sleep, there is a, there is a space in, the sp in between the dream world and the quote-unquote real world where if you are sensitive, you can transact. 
And if you know what you're doing, you can literally stay there for two to three hours. I've, I'm the longest I've been there is three hours where I woke up and I refused to fully wake up for three hours because I was in this space interacting with God. And, and after a while, it lifts. And so I get out of bed. I go to the bathroom. I, you know, I open my phone. I put on some, some music. Uh, I check a couple of things to be sure that, you know, there's nothing because the few things that need my attention this season, ministry-wise and, and business-wise and family-wise. So I want to see who's been trying to reach me. It's 12 noon. People are trying to call me. I do all that stuff. And I check the fact that, you know, my football, my basketball team played last night and lost and a few other things. And then I said, okay, now it's time to pray. I go to the bathroom. I come back. And my room is full of these beings again. Now, this time I can't see them, but I can sense the same presence as last night at 4 a.m. in the morning. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. Nothing seems to happen. After a while, the presence lifts. I say, okay, we'll see how it goes. I go through my day. We get to about 4.13 in the afternoon, and I'm getting ready for tonight. I go to have a shower. And as I walk out of my bathroom, they are there again. And this time, I can make out their essence again. And so I realize by this time, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. I realize something is going on. And so I kneel down and I begin to, I, I begin to literally scream in the Holy Ghost. I'm like, okay, whatever is happening right now, we are going to get the full economy or the full benefit from this economy and reality. And about half an hour into praying in the Holy Spirit, I realize that one, there's more of them than last night. Two, they're all over my room. I'm surrounded by them. They're in every corner and all around me. And in one particular direction, in the midst of these beings, is the presence of the Lord himself. By this time, I'm prostrate on my knees and on my face. And he begins to speak to me. Now, the encounter was interrupted, and so I have no doubt that over the next few days we will continue. But before it was interrupted, he said this to me. Number one, son, now is the time for my people to seek me. He says, tell them, everyone this year who will make a concerted effort to pursue me, will press into a tangible proof of my reality. He said, some of them will see what you're seeing now. Many of them will have access to the angelic and the supernatural. But he says, no one this year who will consistently press into me in desperation will be left unsatisfied with their results. He then begins to show me seasons of my life where I have frustratedly given up, well, not given up per se, but frustratedly cut back on my pursuit of him because there are things that I was desiring in terms of feedback that I did not get. And he said, son, each of those seasons was accrued in the spirit. He says, you might have gotten, frust gotten frustrated, but heaven recorded your press. And in this season, he says, there will be a, re a reward and a performance. Second thing he said to me is, whether or not 
you see them like you are right now. This is your new host. And in that moment, even though he didn't say so, I realized that I had to pass this message on, which is there are encounters many of us will have in this season. They are not instantaneous in their significance. In essence, the fact that you saw or experienced something today and then nothing else for the next two weeks, God is telling you what you experienced today is your new normal. In essence, he's saying you don't need to always have an encounter to be conscious of the fact that what you saw is your new reality. He said to me, son, these beings will be your new reality. And he began, he started to introduce me to some of their identities when the encounter was interrupted. It was interrupted literally by something that happened in my physical world that brought me out of it. And so after getting frustrated for a little while, I realized in my spirit that that is potentially too significant an encounter for God to allow to be paused forever. And so I look forward to giving you the part two. But he began to introduce me to some of these beings and what their functions were. Now, part of the reason I'm sharing this part is for tonight and these next few days. He said, son, from today, when you stand to minister, when you lead in prayer, when you are part of any gathering where as a believer you are a part of the equation, he says you will be bringing the full weight of the complement of this angelic host with you. And that excited me because I only saw mine. But he told me many of us would press in. In essence, many of us have the same reality but God will open our eyes to see it in the days and weeks and months to come. So if I bring my compliment and you bring your compliment and she brings her compliment and he brings his compliment, it means every time the people of God gather in this season, there will be an exponentially intensified atmosphere of the supernatural. The third thing he said to me, which reminded me of something I said the other night was, one of the reasons for this upgraded reality is that in this season, it is your assignment and those of many like and with you to dethrone territorial systems of authority in the spirit. And I remember I said this a few days ago, that it would not be fair for you to be dealing with entities in a realm where they can see you and you cannot see them. Hear me. In this season, the assignment for government is literally literal. Did you hear me? I said it is literally literal in that there are men and women who are assigned to deal and arrest in the heavens peoples and families in the spirit to deal and arrest in the heavens territorial authorities and like elisha's servant god was saying to me there are more in terms of number rank and power in essence there is more firepower on your side than the side of those that are against you My response to that now is seeing these things 
what manner of men ought we to be in essence what is the response to this kind of disclosure there's three types of responses you can have the first is to be so excited that god has done all this and promised all this and therefore we can just eat the fat and drink the sweet and enjoy our lives because god has promised that and that would be stupid the second response is one of unbelief say well i don't know if i can believe that that sounds a little bit too deep for me even for the person who saw it to say mm, maybe I, maybe i was just deceiving myself but the third response is the responsible response. It means, like Paul told Timothy, by the prophetic word that went above ahead of you. Oh, I for, oh, oh, I forgot to add something. Mm, do I have time for this? Something's happening in the encounter. I will weave that part into our word and prayer tonight. There's something else I, I forgot to share with you, but I will weave it into the word of God as we begin to pray tonight. It had to do with the preceding word. But the responsible response is to say, the resp in essence, responsibility means the ability to make a response, is to say, this is what God has made available. This is what's on his mind. Now it's time to press into it. Are you hearing me, somebody? If this is what heaven has on its menu, can you imagine what would happen if we fully give ourselves to this for a year? Imagine one year of consistent spiritual pursuit and engagement with this level of economy on offer. Giants will be born this year. Men and women who will reshape the landscape of history will emerge this year and heaven is literally saying i have made this available to everybody those of you on zoom thanks for reminding me you're there i've made this available to everybody i have made this available to everybody in essence, God was saying to me, by the time this season is over, nobody will be able to say that they did not have an opportunity to enter this reality. There's a blank check. Heaven is saying all who are interested are welcome. And I have made up my mind that I will not leave this season with anything less than the full reality of all that God has ordained for me. All right, open your Bible tonight. Open your Bible tonight. We're going to pray. Chrissy, that wasn't an accident. What I did just now wasn't an accident. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you are 
on the Bible journey with us. This should be today's Bible reading. Genesis chapter 31. Genesis chapter 31. Let's get this up on the screen real quick. Kilavronde kesi paladia. Genesis 31. Give me a second. I can get this up on your screen. Ola viga. Aye konambreti. Come on, where are we? Alrighty, there we go. We're just dealing with some technology here, but we'll get there. We shall get there. Okay, are we there? Right. Um, what's happening here? Okay, anyway. It says, And he heard the words of Laban's sons saying. Now, the phrase and tells us something came in the chapter before, right? And he heard the words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob had taken away all that was our father's. And of that which was our father's, has he gotten all this glory? Somebody say glory. Come on, Zoom. Somebody say glory. 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 Now, what happened in Genesis chapter 30? I want to show you Genesis chapter 30 real quick. Because we need to understand this when we begin to pray. So in Genesis 30, there is a fight between Jacob's two wives. One of them is barren. The other has children. And the Bible records how his first 12 children were born. 11 sons and two daughters. It recalls some of their names, the process, the mindset and all that stuff between how they come to be. And then, in chapter 25, now listen, the King James Bible, at least my Bible, has the subheading to this portion, Jacob Prospers. Somebody say Jacob Prospers. Jacob Prospers. At this point, Jacob has been working for 21 years. He spends seven whole years and all he gets is Leah. Another seven whole years and all he gets is Rachel. And then, actually, this could be... One second. Why do I think this is 21? I've got 21 in my head. I'm trying to think of a biblical reason why I think this is 21. 
brain, come on, work. Your body's feeling a lot better, so the brain should catch up with me this evening. Anyway, this is the point at which Rachel gives birth to Joseph. So I think it is more than 21 years. Because seven years for Leah, seven years for Rachel, and then both Rachel and Leah's handmaids have children. So 10 sons are born, right? 10 sons are born. It is by the time Rachel gives birth to Joseph that this occurs. In essence, after a long season of barrenness, his favorite wife now has a child. And when this happened, Jacob said to Laban, Some, no, remember we looked at the first two days that someone died, Moses, Uriah, and then somebody entered into an economy, Isaiah and Joshua. This is the reverse. A child is born. Someone say a child is born. Unto us a child was born and something in Joseph, Jacob finally clicks and says, you know what? It's time to enter my destiny. He says, send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and children. Like Moses told Pharaoh, I'm not leaving anything behind for whom I have served thee and let me go. Laban says, no, I don't want you to go. I've learned by experience. That word experience in some translations is divination. It means I have done something in the spirit and I have found out that my blessings are tied to you. He says, tell me your wages and I will give it. In essence, I want to pay you to stay. Jacob says, no, you're not paying me anymore. He says, this time I want a portion. He says, you know how I've served you and your cattle was with me. He says it was little. You had you, you didn't have much when I came, and now it's a multitude. Meaning, God has been blessing me, but because I had nothing for Him to bless, you were the one prospering. Did somebody hear that? God has been blessing me, but because what I was running was not mine, it was yours. That blessing was accruing to you. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did, 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 did you catch that or do I need to go further? Can, can I trust you to deep what I just said? Mm -hmm. yeah. do, I, do I need to explain it in detail? No, sir. Okay. No. And Laban asked him, oh, so he then says, the Lord has blessed you since my coming and now when shall I provide for my own house? I came to announce to somebody tonight that the season of your labor not having any effect on your own house is over. Amen. Amen. But every technology that has designed it such that the more you labor, mm -hmm. the more something or someone else gets the blessing. Amen. I come on an assignment from the realm of glory tonight to say that season is over. Amen. Amen. Laban still won't listen. He says, mm -hmm. so what will I give you? Jacob says, you don't get it, sir. I don't want anything from you. Mm. He says, you will not give me anything too many of us are looking for a handout jacob says you're not going to give me anything i'm going to get what is mine yes he says this is the only condition under which i will keep your flock i will pass through all your flock today i'll remove all the speckled and spotted cattle in essence i don't want anybody saying this was a fluke it's like Elijah pouring water on an altar. 
says, I'll remove everything that can produce what I want. So that when it is produced, it is clear that God did it for me. He says, so shall my righteousness answer for me in the time to come. Meaning, I know there will be a dispute. In essence, what is going to start today, there will be an argument in the future. And when that argument comes, I want it to be clear, right? That it was God that did this and not any other thing. Mm-hmm. He says, when it shall come for my hire before thy face, everyone that is not speckled and, spetted and, and speckled, spotted and speckled, Meaning anything that I claim to be mine, that is a normal animal, we will assume I stole it. Laban laughs and says, this boy is dumb. Think about it. Somebody tells you, I want you to remove every animal that has the DNA of what I want from the flock. Leave me only white animals. And from today, only when a spotted or speckled animal is born, that will be my my share. If you were the owner of the animals, wouldn't you think that was a good deal? Mm-hmm. You're looking at a one in 50 chance, maybe. And he removed that day all the he goats that were ring streaked and spotted. And all the she goats, in essence, every animal that had the potential to produce Jacob's salary, Jacob's portion was removed. And he set three days journey, meaning I don't want them to mix. <laughs> Between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And he took him rods of green poplar and hazelnut tree and peeled white. In essence, Jacob creates an environment around these animals similar to what he wants them to produce. That's what we were taught in school, right? In Sunday school, right? That when the animals saw the things, they produced what Jacob wanted. That's not the case. This was not for the animals. This was for Jacob. I'll show you in the next chapter. And he set the rods he had peeled before the flocks and in the gutters and the watering troughs that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle. In essence, they were bringing forth the exact types of animals that Jacob agreed would be his. And he separated the lambs and he set the faces of the flocks towards the ring straight and all the brown in the flocks. He put his own flocks by themselves. He didn't put them near Laban's cattle. And he said, whenever the stronger cattle were conceiving, Jacob put the rods before them that they may concede before the rods. But when the weaker cattle were conceiving, he did not do so. In essence, the feebler cattle were Laban's and the stronger was Jacob's. We'll come back to that later. Now look at verse 43. And the man increased what? Exceedingly. The man increased what? Exceedingly. Exceedingly. Zoom, what are you here for? The man increased what? exceedingly and had much cattle and maidservants and men servants and camels and asses he didn't just increase in cattle he converted his increased cattle into more servants and camels in essence he diversified his portfolio the guy who started out as a servant now had his own servants. Mm. This is one chapter. This is after more than 21 years. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. This yeah. is 14 years of laboring for just two women 
and another whatever between him marrying Rebecca and her giving uh, marrying Rachel, her giving back to Joseph, of just being a hired hand who was being mistreated by Laban, as I will show you in a second. And in in what 15, 20 verses from verse 20, 25 to verse 43. So in 18 verses, the man increased exceedingly. The Lord said to tell you tonight and as we pray that many of us are going to increase exceedingly in this season. Amen. Amen. This is what it led Amen. to. That's what the and is there for. And when he increased, remember he told Laban, let's agree on this deal now so that in the future when there's a confrontation, I'll be, I'll be vindicated, right? And he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. Listen, and of that which was our father's, has he gotten all this what? All this what? Glory. All this what? Say the word. Glory. All this what? Glory. 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 What was described as the foundation of the glory? Cattle, asses, camels, and servants. In essence, glory that can be seen. Not you. Not, not just the encounter I had last night and this morning. We're talking about practical, tangible, <laughs> measurable dimensions of glory. When the Bible talks about a wealth transfer, when the Bible says the wealth of the sinners later for the righteous, don't expect them to write you checks and post them to you. This hmm. is an example of a wealth transfer. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and it was not towards him as before. In yeah. essence, all of a sudden Laban was being very mean to Jacob. And in verse 3, now, remember in Genesis chapter 30, verse 25, Jacob decided he was going to go. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Like Moses, it entered his heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I was told to tell you as part of these encounters this afternoon that for many of us, there are things we tried before because it entered into our hearts. We sensed it, but it was not time. But God mm. says here, now the Lord said, now God is the one instigating, return unto the land of your fathers and to your kindred. Ladies and gentlemen, I screamed when I saw this. I had never seen this before. This is the exact opposite instruction that both Isaac yeah. and Abraham had. Abraham was told, leave your father's house and your country and your people, right? and go into the land i will show you jacob was told return to the land of your fathers and your kindred and in both cases the destination was the same abraham was coming from father's house to land jacob had, le had left land to father's old house and was being commanded to go back to father's land in essence god is giving this genealogy the exact opposite migration are you listening to me or the exact opposite instruction for the exact same migration abraham left ur of the chaldees to go to canaan and he was leaving his father's house jacob left ur of the chaldees that's exactly where laban was to go back to canaan but this time he was going back to his father's house in three generations god had made the strange oh. land the father's house 
Mm. Are you hearing me, somebody? What was once yes. the strange land was now the ancestral home. Mm-hmm. God took the seed of Abraham into it to see it, took them out of it, brought them back into it. He did it in Jacob's lifetime. He did it in the lifetime of Moses. Listen, see what happens when God speaks. So Jacob called his, his wives and says, your father doesn't like me anymore, but the God of my father has been with me. He says, you know that I served your father with all my power. Listen, this is the guy, now the Bible says his face was not to him like before. So when he liked Jacob, this is what he did to him. How much hmm. more when he doesn't like him? When he liked him, he deceived me and changed my wages 10 times. In essence, there were 10 times where I didn't get what I deserved, where I was cheated, but God would not let him hurt me. Who am I talking to tonight? Who has God not allowed to be hurt even though it seems like God has allowed you to be cheated? Mm. Meaning even that deal kept being changed from speckled to ring streak, from ring streak to spotted, and every time God protected and eventually began to multiply him. Listen, Jacob then explains what the ring streaks were for. It came to pass at the time the cattle was conceived, I lifted up my eyes. Can you see why I told you God said to me this afternoon, tell my people that these economies of encounters are about to become normal because there are things that cannot happen outside these economies. Does that make sense? There's things God does by, by, by the inner voice and then there are things that need your faith anchored that require supernatural encounters. He says, I lifted up my eyes, I saw in a dream and behold, the lambs which leaped on the cattle where in essence i saw in a vision the kinds of animals i wanted mating with the with the white ones listen and the angel of the lord spoke unto me where in a dream the angel of the lord spoke unto me where in a dream dream. and i said here am i he said lift up now thine eyes and see so it was happening but he had to see you see what i said in this season that economy of the supernatural is required Mm -hmm. lift up and see meaning if you don't see it it will not manifest all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ring streaked speckled and grizzled for i have seen all that laban has done to you god says i've been keeping score I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar. I heard the vow you made. I told you I was going to weave in what God said that I forgot to mention into this. Many of us made vows in a previous season. We think God forgot. Many of us had encounters with we forgotten. Bethel was over 20, maybe, maybe, maybe at least, Bethel was at least 30 years ago at this point. Are you hearing me? Yes, Bethel was at least probably 30 years ago. And God said, son, remember that time you bumped into... Now, at Bethel, did he see God? Yeah. Did he see God at Bethel? Come on, come on, Zoom. Don't be scared. Did he see God at Bethel? Yeah, he did. No, he didn't see God at Bethel. He saw a ladder and angels. Mm. 
but then you see someone at the top of the ladder. Hmm. Do you want to believe, want to believe the Bible? No, the angels going up and down. Let's look at Bethel. Let's look at Bethel. Let's look at Bethel. I'm glad you asked. Let's look at Bethel. For those of you online, that's that's one of that's part of what we're doing in Zoom. Feel free to join us tomorrow. Let's look at Bethel. Genesis 28. Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. He lighted upon a certain place, tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took off the stones of that place, put them for his pillow. What were the stones? This was the place where Abraham had built an altar. In essence, the same stones of the altar that Abraham built two generations ago. These stones, so the altar was now in ruins, but Jacob chose to place his head. I told you I have a word from the Lord to share with you. Jacob chose to place his head on the ruins of the stones. Hear me, there is a generation of us who have, over the last few years, chosen to place our head upon the stones of altars our fathers built. In essence, the ruins of what our fathers walked in. While we did not have the full altar, we said we will put our head, our, in essence, we will wrap our thinking around the remains of this. Does that make sense? And I told you two days ago that the Lord said to me that if you will do what they did, you will walk in what they walked in. So yeah. putting your head on the stone of the altar. So when you hear me scream about men like Ayobabalala, when you hear me scream about men like David Brainhard, when you hear me talk to you about reading books about men like Reese Howells, what we are doing is placing our head upon the stones. The altars may be broken, the structures may be damaged, but a generation has said we will not let this go. We will we will dream about it, we will think about it, we will read about it, we will imagine, we will long for it. Mm. He put his head on the pillows and lay down to sleep. He dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascend and descend on it. And the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father. So I ask the question one more time. Did he interact with God? Did he interact with God at Bethel? He did. I was, I was testing whether or not you believed what you were saying. Okay, he did. But you're missing my question. Did he see God? No, he heard. Yes, he did. Because he saw a ladder. And Jesus explained to Nathaniel in the New Testament that he was the ladder. So did he see God? Yes. Yes. yes but did he know what he saw no. No. no did he understand the significance of what he saw no, no. Yeah. did he understand how rare and valuable this encounter was no many no. of us done this now, now, now let me share what the lord began to share with me he said son many of you started out seasons ago assuming some things would be normal mm. Mm -hmm. You thought you, in essence, there was a season where I revealed myself to you where you assumed everything was going to always be like this. Yeah. You're like, you're like the young sportsman who wins a league championship in his first year. He thinks he's going to be winning every single year. There's an American football player called Russell Wilson. His first two, two years in the league. The first year he no 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 the first year he lost then his second year in the league he won a super bowl 
And the third year, he got to the finals and lost. And he said he thought he would always be able to go back. He has not been back since. Mm. He is now in his 15th or 14th year. No, 13th year. Jacob has an encounter with a God he does not know. A God he has not dealt with. A God he does not understand. That God makes him a promise. And he makes the God a vow. Remember, he says, I'm with you and I will keep you in all the places you go. Including Laban's house. And I'll bring you again to this land. I will not leave you, listen, until I have done that which I have spoken of. Now, is this a conditional prophecy? Is this a conditional prophecy? Ladies and gentlemen, talk to me. Is this a uh, conditional prophecy? No. Does God no, say, no, if sir. you do this, no. I will do this? No, no, no. Okay. no so there are some things God speaks over your life that are not conditional. Mm-hmm. In essence, when God makes this declaration, he's taking responsibility. Now, he knows you have a part to play, but he's saying, I will do whatever I need to do to make sure you play your part. There are things that God can allow you lose by virtue of your disobedience. But there are things that are too valuable to his agenda. He says, I will make sure. I will. Pastor, it's good to see you, son. I will make sure this happens. God says, I will. Listen, I am with you. I will keep you and I will bring you and I will not leave you until I have done all that I have spoken of. So Jacob signs up for a life that he has no idea about. And then he wakes up and makes a vow. Right? Yeah. Jacob sets up a pillar, the first of his life. He sets up several. He pours oil on it and calls the name Bethel. And he vows and says, if God will be, in essence, God, see, this is what I call an extra syllabic vow. God has already made a vow. Jacob says, well if you will do what you say right and all he asks for is bread and raiment notice he doesn't ask for wealth he doesn't ask for riches he just says i just want to be see in in yoruba land my mother's language they say he just wants to be able to eat and wear clothes right he says that i come again to my father's house in peace then shall the lord be my god he's saying Mm. when you do all this right then I will serve you and I will give you a tithe. God says, deal. And Chrissy, remember what we like to say? The mortals have what? They have time. Chrissy, say it again. The mortals have what? For those who didn't hear you. Time. They have time. time. Plenty of it. <laughs> to Jacob. It's for you. <laughs> <laughs> To Jacob, it was 30-something years. To the God he was speaking to, it was like a moment. A young, rash, semi-arrogant boy leaves Bethel. And a few chapters down the line, in Genesis 32. See, these were almost 40 years, 30-something years, right? These were almost 40 years. 
and from the bible's perspective there were only three chapters you know why because god was not interested in everything that happened in jacob's life he was only interested in what was required to fulfill his vow are you listening to me that there are seasons that are long in time but short in heavenly agenda Mm. you can live five years and in those five years god was only doing one thing yes (laughs) are you hearing somebody it was long to you because there's several things you stumbled into but from heaven's perspective if everyone to summarize the last five years of your life it would take a chapter Are you aware what that chapter would look like? In essence, wisdom is the ability to live those five years only doing the things that heaven would write about at the end of them. I digress. In Genesis 31, listen, remember when Jacob was going to bless Joseph's children, he says the God... I'm... Oh... Okay, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. But today is not the quorum. Today is not the quorum. Ah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me. Help me. Okay, let's go there. When Jacob is blessing Joseph's children. This is Genesis 48. I want to show you something. I need to understand. And like I told you, I want to explain to you from scripture something God showed me last night. And this afternoon. It came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. He takes his two sons, Manas and Ephraim. One told Jacob, Behold, thy son Joseph is come. Jacob says, God Almighty appeared to me. Listen, he's recounting the same encounter appeared to me at Luz. Where is Luz? Bethel, right? In the land of Canaan and blessed me and said unto me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. I'll make of you a multitude and I'll give this land to your seed for an everlasting possession. The same thing he told Isaac, the same thing he told Abraham. Can you see? Each generation had its own proceeding word. Each generation has its own idiosyncrasy. Mm-hmm. Abraham went from one direction to the other, from, from out of father's house to a strange land. Jacob went from strange land back to father's house. S- different idiosyncrasies, right? But simil- identical agenda from heaven across the generations. He then says, he says all this because he's saying, I want to, imp- I want to bring your children, Jacob, into the same economy of that blessing. Now look at what he says. Now thy sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto you in the land of Egypt before I came unto Egypt, are mine. He says, they're no longer your children, they're mine. Meaning, they're no longer my grandchildren, they now have an equal inheritance in me. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto you before I came unto Egypt, they are mine, as Reuben and Simeon. Who were Reuben and Simeon? Who were Reuben and Simeon? who were Reuben and Simeon the eldest two the eldest two not just any two number one and number two okay oh you get it number one and number two so Rachel eventually gets back her place but I divert chew on that when you get home that's for free 
He says, and any child you have after them, that will be your children. But these ones are mine. Now listen, as for me, when I came from Padam, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan. And I buried her. So he's referring to Rachel. Where did Rachel die? You'll see later she died. Anyway, let's keep moving. No time for that today. Listen, he brings them for a blessing. And I want to show you the blessing. God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk. Listen, the God which fed me all my life. The angel which redeemed me from all evil. Who is he referring to here? God or the angel? God. Who is he referring to? God. 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 But why is he being called the angel? This is the Hebrew concept of the angel of the Lord, capital A. Every time you see that entity in scripture, you're looking at Jesus in the Old Testament. Okay. In essence, it's the same entity. Every time God takes on form that a human being can see, you're looking at Jesus. Every time he takes on a form that is a representative among the other Elohim, you're looking at the Holy Spirit. So the God and the said the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Which angel is he talking to? About well, let's go back to Genesis thirty-one. Listen, the angel of God spoke unto me in a dream, saying, "Here am I." Listen, the angel said, "Lift up your eyes and see." Then the angel says, "I am the God of Bethel." Hello. And what happened in Bethel? In Bethel, the, he sees the a ladder. The angel, yeah, with the angel descending and, and behold, the angels of God, right? We know the ladder is Jesus from the New Testament. And the Lord, capital L, stood above it and, and behold, meaning and see. So he saw God. That was the trick I was asking question and said i am the lord god of abraham thy father and of isaac and then he makes him some promises he makes him exceeding great promises and jacob's response tells god he's not ready jacob says i just want to have food to eat and clothes to wear if you do that i will serve you god says son there is far more that has been designed for you than food to eat and clothes to wear and so that entire 30-something years is about creating a son that can be given from a child that was born. God is saying, Jacob, we need to learn how to be a territorial governor. Mm. The entire process is to get him from wanting bread and raiment, listen, to being ready for the Abrahamic covenant. And in Genesis chapter 31... God now says, you're ready. Hello. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, God told me this afternoon, you're ready. And I must confess to you, 
I felt a lot readier 17 years ago than I am, mm. than I feel now. 17 years ago, I felt I was ready. Now I don't think I am. God said, son, you are ready. And he didn't just say you. He says you all, meaning plural, are ready. Listen, and I'll, I'll leave this here. I have never done what I'm about to do now in my life. This is the only time I have ever done it. And if I ever do it again, the same way I'm saying it now, I would tell you in advance I'm doing it. When God said that to me, I knew that over the next few days that some people or someone, I didn't know who it was at the time, now I know, but I knew that there was going to be a pruning. I just knew. As soon as I came out of that encounter in the afternoon, the one in the afternoon, I said, no, something's going to happen. I said, this, this instruction means, it doesn't make sense. There's going to be a prune. Mm -hmm. Whoever I'm talking to, do with that what the Lord, I'm just doing this so my hands can be clean. It's the only time in 20, 32 years of my walk with God that I've ever, quote unquote, used a public forum to make a statement to a person and i'm telling you i'm doing it does that make sense mm. so I, I'm, yes, I'm saying that i i am actually using a public forum because i want my hands to be clean let's keep moving i'm the god of bethel where you anointed the pillar meaning jacob you forgot but i remember our transaction he says you vowed a vow now arise and go back to your land remember in going back to your land you will have to pass through that same place He's now saying, Jacob, this is the season. So it sounded like just leave. But what he was saying to Jacob was that season of that covenant is now. And now as we get ready to pray, I want to show you what happens in that season. When the time comes where God says the hour is now. Chris, let's go back to scripture. I'll show you what happens. Jacob takes all his cattle, his goods, his family. Sadly, Rachel had stolen her father's gods, but that's not where I'm going today. Jacob fled, passed over the river. When Laban found out, he pursued after him and overtook him. It's always easier to overtake somebody when they carry more stuff than you. Hmm. Who is that for? <laughs> Hmm. The fact that the, the fact that somebody else is overtaking you is not something to be scared about. Remember, Le Jacob has taken everything that Laban had. Laban has no cattle. Very few servants. In essence, it's easy to be fast when you're light. Who am I talking to? Mm. Stop comparing speed. Compare weight first. Laban overtook him. Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban pitched in Gilead, in the place of covenant. Laban says, look at what he says. Rebukes him for leaving. Then I want to show you this. He says, it is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. Mm -hmm. 
What do you think would have happened if Jacob had tried to leave in Genesis 30, in 30 verse 25, when he told his, when, he, when, the Bible, when the Bible says he decided he wanted to go and Laban said no. If Jacob had forced his way out, what do you think would have happened? Laban killed. Laban yeah. says, even now that you've taken all my money, I can still kill you. How many of us have been hurt because we tried to make the right journey at the wrong time? How many Jacobs have been hurt by Laban because we attempted to break out of what was unfair? Yes. So we, your destiny is Canaan. There is an altar in Bethel. Yeah. Uh, uh, Laban is mistreating you. And you know this is not God's will for you. But you've tried to take a journey of the spirit in the timing of the flesh. There was no proceeding word. Notice it was after that feeling it's time to leave that God begins to bless him. In essence, the beginning of the blessing still is in the place of seeming captivity. But when God speaks, when a proceeding word comes, Jake Leon says, see, the God of your father. Notice he didn't say my God. Mm. Notice he didn't say my God. Talk to me, somebody. Yes, sir. Yeah. He did not say my God. He said the God of your father. Meaning I don't serve him. I don't fear him. I don't know him. Someone doesn't need to be a Christian for God to speak to them where you're concerned. Spoke to me last night and he said, you better not speak mm. to that boy anyhow. Mm. God told Laban, see, that guy is my guy. If you touch him, and can you see that this same thing happened in the lives of his father and grandfather? God yes. told Abimelech twice. Yeah. God told Abimelech twice. One with Ab Abimelech lived to see both Ab both Sarah and Rebecca in his land. Yeah. And God told him twice, if you touch that boy, you are finished. I will kill you. He said, God told me to be careful how I talk to you. <laughs> Therefore, just give me my God, give me my idols and go. There's a Laban asking some of us, give me my idols and go. <laughs> some of us are refusing. For, for some of us, the only reason why we've not left is that we're still holding on to the idols. Ooh. And we know what that got Rachel eventually. But Laban, a time comes where the enemy says, you know what? Give me my thing and let, and, and let me go. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to pray that singular prayer. I went through all that to make this prayer make sense. The Lord of the Hebrews appeared to me this afternoon and evening. Three times, 4 a.m. in the morning, roughly 12 noon in the afternoon, and again 4.35 in the evening. And his message included this instruction. It is time to return through Bethel. The season of purpose and covenant has come. I will command Laban concerning you. Now, for some of us, if you are me, you know who Laban is. 
Laban is a guy called Britannia. We know each other. Let me speak. Let me speak with an Nigerian accent. Le Britannia and I, we know each other. I don't know what your Laban is. I know mine. There is a spirit that governs this land that has treated me like Laban and my king showed up in my bedroom this evening and he said son i have instructed him concerning you are you listening so see when you see me and some of us do bold things in this season are you hearing me when you see us make certain statements in this season don't compare yourself to us oh if you have not gotten your proceeding word just behave yourself because laban we deal with you but i have it on good authority that i and several of us have been told that laban has been told in this season and notice he says don't speak because labanic spirits deal by speech david says you speak iniquity over me the battle between david and goliath over their gods is by speech in essence there are declarations made from the heavens many of us have been subject to the speakings of labanic spirits god has told them in this season shut up someone say shut up shut up now see what happens when god tells laban to be careful how he talks to you the same laban that told jacob i can hurt you and jacob was wroth and showed means he rebuked laban and he said what is my trespass what is my sin how dare you treat some of us are about to deal with the devil with boldness mm. Ah, this I knew I got the 21 from somewhere. He said, these 20 years I've been with you. Your ewes and your she-goats, they've not cast their young. He says, Laban, there was a season when you mistreated me and I took it. Mm -hmm. I didn't eat the rams of your flock. When something was torn, I bore the loss myself. In the day, the drought consumed me and the frost by night remember the sun shall not smite me by day nor the moon by night yes he says you afflicted me for a season and i took it mm. thus have i been 20 years in your house i served i told you i got 21 from somewhere 14 for your daughters and six for your cattle and you changed my wages 10 times listen for 20 ah for 20 years i was laboring with very little to show for it what's going on here he said except the god of my father that covenant god i met at bethel i met at bethel the god of abraham and the fear of isaac had been with me you would have sent me away empty 
God has seen. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you yesternight. Now listen, this is the bit that trips me. Laban says, these daughters are my daughters. These children are my children. This cut, meaning everything you have, you got from me. But mm. he says, what can I do this day? Meaning, even though you have plundered me. See, the thing that afflicted him for 20 years said, now that God has put you on top, I am powerless. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me share something with you. It is now exactly 20 years that this little boy came into the shores of Britannia to live for the first time. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. This little boy moved to this land 20 years ago. And so when the Lord showed up in my room this night, this afternoon, sorry, and spoke this to me, I understood exactly what he was saying and my spirit came here. Britannia will offer a covenant. Laban says, let's make a covenant and let it be for a witness between you and me. So they took a covenant and set up a pillar. Laban called it something. Jacob says, that's your nonsense. I will call it what I want to call it. The name was called Gilead. And what was the covenant? He says, the Lord watch between me and you when we are absent from each other. If you afflict my daughters or take other wives, God is a witness. This heap and this pillar should be a place where neither of us pass over to the other. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may wonder why you should ever make a covenant with Laban. Right? Mm. My first thought was Jacob made a mistake. Until I looked at the type of covenant that was being made. Jacob was saying, I will never return to the place God told me to leave. Is that a bad deal? No. Jacob was saying, I have no business with you anymore. And Laban promised never to bother Jacob again. Mm. And they said, Yahweh, watch between us. Ladies and gentlemen, if there is a covenant you want to make with Laban, this is it. <laughs> Meaning, I will never again be under your jurisdiction. Mm. And you will never cross into mine. So this is not the this is not the Ayobabalala covenant the devil offered that said let's divide the town into two. No, no, no. This is not a compromise. This is a unilateral benefit to Jacob. Laban is saying, I know I will be destroyed by God. So I want to swear before God that I will leave you alone. You just make sure, in essence, the Laban is saying the only way I have a right to attack you. Is if you come back into my territory in essence when you walk through this path the only uh -huh. rule the devil has over you is when you volunteer yourself back in his domain meaning if you uh -huh. will not uh -huh. return to your vomit uh -huh. at 
this point uh, uh-huh. the things uh-huh. that have afflicted you destroyed you uh, affected uh, you uh, broken you down are no longer permitted there is an embargo on ancestral uh-huh. altars on generational lineages listen to me on territorial powers tonight you're going to open your voice with me ladies and gentlemen those of you in zoom you're going to open your mouth and pray and say lord this is the season where you judge between me and laban open your mouth and pray Father, thank you for your proceeding words. Thank you for establishing in this season the efficacy of your akunam prekistalaba, of your edict. La rune ke paliko rabo shkabadi, le kuraba talika nende, zeke sato roko rebe labrakonda, zebrekete brekete nanto borokatia, jibara kuria tande. Brakoska badia, rekele brokusta banda brakiri toliata, zibre koranda vata vrondos kebeleketia, zibratonembra kasketebre, ebrokonanta baba babiata, rekoila urukenanse vretosta bi, librokonambra atonde brekeste brentonanta babia, le rukata vrentoske brekwa, ajebebe babiata, le brekuria tambe lukuti ebeleka, zebru. Thank you that this is the season where you revisit the Bethel covenant in my life. Thank you that this is the season where you make good on the you began. Teleketia, Jeboa, 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 Rekete Fantora Kaila Broto, Ebrekete Nintaba, Lezuria Kaila Ruketaba, Zebele Kuna Mariette, Mama Riette, Mama Riette, Lua Takia, Kalikopa, Zebelia Taylor, Zuria Combrete, Zabrukuri. Thank you. In this season, I get ready to take my journey. Tell him, Lord, in this season, I gather me and all what and who you have given me. And we make a pilgrimage. We make a pilgrimage. I want it. 
Now hear me, hear me by the Spirit, hear me by the Spirit. Zigele vona madieketi, ile bodori akata, shanande. This is a prophetic metaphor of what would happen. Remember, Jake, the man we call Jacob, eventually his name is changed to what? To Israel. Israel. The Bible says God spoke a word into Jacob and he lighted the whole of Israel. So Jacob is a prophetic metaphor of the race of Israel. This is a prophetic metaphor of Psalm 105. And I came from the courts of Zion today to share my personal word with someone because I know that I am not the only one that God said this to. Chrissy, please blow this up for me, please. Psalm 105 verse 15. Jacob was passing through the same space of land in returning from all of the Chaldees. So, no, so, no, so he was going, it was, it was going to the same land, sorry, Israel was going to, from the other direction. Israel came from Egypt. Jacob came from Ur of the Chaldees, the other side. And they were both in transition to the land of their promise. Listen. Listen. Let's start from verse 10. He confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law. So he first spoke it to Jacob. And then for, to Israel for an everlasting covenant. He repeated it to the nation of Israel. Saying, unto thee will I give the land of Canaan. The lot of your inheritance. Listen, look at the colon there. Meaning this is what will happen in the process of me giving you the land. He said this when there were but a few men in number. They were very few, and they were strangers in the land. And they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, and he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, and he said, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. This is the edict of the Lord concerning us. Open your mouth and pray. Lord, in this season, make it clear that we are now untouchable. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, utter this edict concerning me and mine. Offer this edict concerning me and mine. Utter this edict concerning me and mine. Declare it in the heavens. That Israel illuminates Yahweh and all that 
and he has and all who are in covenant with him valiantly and godly off limits touch not my anointed and do my prophets plural prophets plural prophets no harm no harm, no harm, no harm, no harm. No fly zone. We are now a no fly zone. Spirit of Britannia, hear the word of the Lord. Spirit of Kenya, hear the word of the Lord. Spirit of Nigeria, hear the word of the Lord. Spirit of Americanos, hear the word of the Lord. Spirit of Africanos, hear the word of God. Mataika, let the heavens bear witness. That the days of affliction are over. Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be God forever in the name of Jesus. Oh, these are days of great glory. Like the sons of Laban said, all that is our fathers, Jacob has taken. And it is from here. Chrissy, blow it up. Genesis 31. Ekariata. Ekonambreti. No, no, wrong. Come on now. Ekuravati alabokonambreti ekete. Yes, and of that which was our fathers, has he gotten all this glory? There are men and women about to rise in this season that will walk in the glory that belonged to the prince of the region. For instance, think it not strange. Jesus, this Jesus called his shot as, as, as permitted by the Father in humility. Mm. This little boy you're looking at, when you see him in a few months, remember 
that it was the glory that was under the control of the spirit of Britannia <laughs> that he is walking in. Remember, Lucifer looked at Jesus and he said, Look at the kingdoms of this world, he says, their power and their glory. I can give them to you. Kingdoms have glory. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go, let's go. Matthew, let's go to Anna. Ekoraba Katia. Shebentua, Shebentua. Are you ready to pray? Yes, sir. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing my word, my proceeding word with you all. Um, feel free not to pray into it. Matthew chapter 4. Look at the last temptation. Again, the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain. I told you last year that I had a day where the devil showed up in my room to strike a deal with me, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my yeah. wife was in the bath my, my wife left the bedroom to go to the bathroom an no sweet bathroom in the space of time it took her to leave and come back we'd had our conversation Satan <laughs> took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world listen and the glory of them someone say the glory the glory, glory. see real glory can be seen mm-hmm. and it can be discerned see I can look at the glory in your life and know where you got it And he said, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship him. Worship me. Satan said, boy, see, there's no need. He said, this 2023, I, I, I hear the instructions God is giving you. He said, there's no need to fast. There's no need to pray. Listen to me. There's no need to live holy. Are you hearing me, somebody? There's no need to submit to discipline and restriction of divine purpose. Just live how you want. Right? And I will open doors for you. So let's 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 just let's 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 strike a deal. It doesn't take all in essence, there's no need for all that. I, I I'll stop I, I said Satan mm, no. Mm, 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 no. Does that make sense? Because like Jesus, the Bible said, for the joy set before him. Why should you share with me something that's designed for me? Hmm. Why should I go through the ignominy of you giving me something that's my birthright? So Jesus told Satan, I'll go through three and a half years of pain and I'll still get it. They said, this glory Jacob has, he got it from our father. The sons of demonic fiefdoms are about to say with lament, the glory that Israel has. He got it. Now listen, they didn't add that he didn't steal it. He got it. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. He, I won't we, see we will not steal it. We we haven't we, we're not going to need to steal it. And he will not give it to us. We will get it. Yes. We will what? Get it. Yes. In essence, we will walk as godlike custodians of divine agenda in the earth the same way the spirit of britannia now can control what happens in the nation listen to me the day will come let me keep quiet this one's between me and god but for whatever your own divine jurisdiction is when anyone who wants to do anything of value god will send them to you 
Mm. 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 Oh, wow. Because you would have become a son that is given. And government will be upon your shoulder. Mm. Lift up your voice and pray one more time. I say, Lord, let the glory of my Laban be gotten by me in this season. Open your mouth and pray. Whatever represents Laban in my life, ancestral systems, territorial systems, industry-wide systems, whatever Laban is, whatever has terrorized and disenfranchised me in a previous season, I come for it all. Kailaba Zebretonangatiabadia Zebeledwa 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 Rukuria Babante Ligadabadiata Zebrekorante Betiatanando Roko Sibredungadiata I receive the fulfillment of your word. I will spoil what has spoiled me. I will dominate what dominated me. I will govern what restricted me. I give you praise and I give you glory in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Now we're back at the press tonight. Uh, mm, Holy Spirit, are you updating anything? Speak, Lord, your servant hears. Okay. Tonight's press is going to be a little different. Just checking to make sure that my instruction I heard correctly. I felt his presence and I wanted to be sure he wasn't updating the instruction. So tonight at the press, we will all show up on Zoom as usual, right? But there will be no leading. We're all going to, in essence, tonight at the press, we are present on Zoom to hold each other accountable. In essence, we will see when you come, if you come at all, and we will see when you go. Also, we're there to encourage each other. So you've seen other people there should let you know I can push a few more minutes. But tonight, it is one-on-one -on -one business. For instance, I'm going to my prayer spot. There's a field near my house. I'm going to at 11 p.m. tonight, right? You will see my, my, my avatar on Zoom. You may hear, I may, I may take myself off mute if God gives me permission. But it's not a prayer meeting night for real. Tonight, we come literally to hold each other accountable. So you hear, there will be no raising of prayer points. And if you don't hear any voice, that's fine. Tonight you come and you transact along these lines we've shared this evening. And when you believe that you have a release in your spirit, you can move. We start at 11 p.m. UK time. We will go till the Lord leads us as we usually do. We're back tomorrow. Uh, for night four of the consecration journey god is heating up uh, i'm excited to see that there are actually more of us because if you count all the platforms including zoom uh that there are actually more of us tonight at the consecration journey than there were on some nights of the week of apostolic emphasis and that's good it means that you you see the prayer cue as just as important 
as your barbecue. Like I said, this is not the month for necessary partying and cavorting. This is not the month for necessary activity. This is the month to do business with the Lord that you may start your year on the right foot. And so we're back tomorrow. And of course, this Saturday at the Forge, we're coming to the town of Essex where I live. You're coming to my domot. You're coming to my home base, right? At God's Tabernacle Ministries, it's on your screen, Six Week Elm Hollow, CM21 QR. We start at 10 a.m. sharp, 12 hours of prayer. The Lord is able to save by many or by few. As many of you as can come down in person, fine. I know some of you have some... Eh, it's important as well. There's a wedding going on next week in our house, and so some activities are happening this Saturday. And I know that some of you have already uh, committed to the bride and groom to be there with them, and that's fine. But everybody else, I want to see you down in London. Does that make sense? Everybody else. And even those of you who are going, I'm assuming that the thing is not all day long. So if you finish early get on zoom get on youtube and if you can come down to london when you finish still come down because this is important this is significant this is literally life or death the details on how to give are on the screen they will also be in the video description the lord directs you like i said when this is over at the end of this month, we in the first week in February, we will take a first fruit offering. So we have an entire month to prepare. Um, whatever the first fruit means to you, we'll be teaching about it a little bit in the next few weeks. But if you want to give your tithe, your offering, you want to sow towards what God is doing here. For those of you who are Kingdom Builder Partners, we bless you and we thank God for your life and your obedience. The details are in the video description or whatever platform you are watching on. Chrissy, would you close for us tonight? Sure. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that when we call you, answer. Thank you for the preceding word that has come thus far. In, we are in anticipation that you will continue to speak throughout this month and that your voice will set the direction and the trajectory for this year. Father, let our faith not fail like you prayed for Peter. Let us not be weary in well-doing. In this season, give us the grace and the strength to pursue you. That you will be the reward of those that diligently seek you. Thank you for grace. Thank you for strength. Thank you for Rev. And we pray that you continue to empower him. That you continue to grant him grace to be able to bear the things that you were showing and sharing with him. And also for us, oh God, give us understanding that we may be able to bear your word like we prayed a few nights ago. We return all the glory and all the praise to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Rev, we can't hear you. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So remember tonight, 11 p.m., extremely important for those of us who can be there. Uh, please make the time, even if, you, even if you can only spend 30 minutes, come and do business with God in deep waters. Amen. Love you yes. guys. Take care. Bless you. See you at 11 p.m. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. And like Chrissy said, be not weary in well-doing.
the bible says in due cause you will reap if you faint not men ought always to pray and not to faint i know it doesn't make sense sometimes why is it only us eh, where are the results you will see them this year amen amen like the amen. glory that jacob took from laban it will be obvious and i pray that you will not faint on the doorstep of your season of purpose love you guys bless you see you tomorrow see you this evening at 11 p.m take care bye bye acknowledge God when a king comes into a room he desires that you acknowledge him even if he does not announce himself can we acknowledge him and say we know that you are
Jesus, you are the great monarch of heaven. Oh, we acknowledge you.
Fire does not have limitation. Fire consumes everything. Fire purifies everything. Fire alterates everything. Fire does not have boundaries. Fire does not have boundaries. Holy God.